I'm like excited. nervous. <laughs> I had to dust off my mic. Right, exactly. I know how to like pull it down. I was like, where is it? <laughs> right, hiding in the back of the closet. Yeah. Um, hey guys, you're listening to Bring Your Own, a catch-all bookish most of the time <laughs> podcast. I'm Brandy. I'm Kendra. I'm Kayla. And today for our first episode of season three, we're just kind of going to be chatting about what we've been up to since the end of season two, what we've been reading, what we've been loving, some bookish goals for the year. And then we got some book recs for you at the end for books we think that you definitely need to pick up before the end of 2024. But before we do that, ladies, what are we reading? What are we drinking? Okay. Well, I have two things. I have just my trusty water bottle and I actually have my lovely water bottle that kinder got for me my love island water bottle it's great Slay. anytime i'm like using it people are like what does that say they're like what is that and i'm like you wouldn't get it. and then Your i name. have yeah well they, it's like hard to like kind of if you're not looking at it close up it's kind of hard to, to read and then i have just a delicious chai latte that i'm still making my way through from this morning and then i am reading currently i'm reading the black ties and white lies book by Kat Singleton. I have an um, event that I'm going to with her because she's a local author. So I'm really excited about that. And I have to read the first book before the second book comes out. And then I'm also listening to a love song for Ricky Wilde by T. Williams. Obviously loved Seven Days in June like everybody else. So I was really excited for this one. I didn't read the description for this one before going in. And so I was kind of shocked by something. I won't say what it was. But it took a direction that I wasn't expecting. So I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. I love that. I can go. I am currently drinking a vanilla latte that I made at home. It's cold at this point, but that is fine. I will be finishing it. Uh, And then I am currently listening to Powerless by Lauren Roberts. And nobody is more bummed than I am that I am not vibing with this book at all. So I've bumped it up to like 2.7 speed because I'm at like 80%. So I'm going to finish it today and then move on. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about why I didn't love it after I finish it. But I am also reading the second book in the Mm -hmm. white ties and white lies and black ties Black Ties and White Lies. Other way around. Yep. There you go. There we go. Black um, I'm reading the second book in that series. It was an arc right now because I wanted something fun. So mm-hmm. just started that. I have no opinions yet. Let's see. I am currently drinking coffee that I also made at home. I have yet to buy coffee elsewhere this year. Like I've only made Hell it at yeah. home. So big win for Good me. Um, currently like in between books right now, I just recently finished like the last hour showed you by cassandra claire it was great i think it kind of fucked up my february a little bit because now i'm just like oh like what else Mm. is like gonna come and then i'm so sorry to brandy because i just finished you made a full of death with your beauty it was was kind of funny because you texted me like after you saw my story graph update right away i thought that was like the funniest fucking thing like i was laughing so hard that's just what we always do though Mm -hmm. like we know you said, ouchie. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, uh. 
I will the second I saw you post that on your like tracker on Instagram and not say anything to mm-hmm. me, I was like, oh fuck. Like so then I yeah. ran to story graph 3.5 stars on one of my top books of 2022 is crazy. And you you like wouldn't let me explain why. And I was like, honestly, respect <laughs> like respect it. Um she was like, Do yeah. you want to explain why it wasn't for me? And I said, No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that's like a tell. Like if I, well, it's not always, but like most of the time, I would say 80% of the time, if I post a book on Instagram without any thoughts, it's usually like, okay, it was just okay. Unless I feel really strongly about how bad it was, then I'll be like, this sucked. But other than that, if I don't post anything about it, then I probably just didn't really vibe with it that much. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. I like have really fully, honestly, it hurt me way more when Kayla read it and didn't like it because... I because you were like my first friend that oh. read it after I did that I was like I love this book like I think everybody should read it blah 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 so like I was a little bit expecting you not to love it I had hope obviously but just knowing that I've had a couple friends read it and not love it as much as I did I was like okay that book is not for everybody that is okay that's fine. yeah it was it was a book so uh. <laughs> anyways anyway moving on yeah. <laughs> Should we just kind of chat a little bit about what we like? How has our reading year been so far? It is as of the date of recording, early February twenty twenty four. What is her? What has your reading year been like so far, you guys? Bro, fucking spectacular! Like I have had su- like January, I was on fucking fire. Like you were going crazy. Truly, like, every like, day was another book finished. Bro, literally, I was like, oh, this is great. She this was is great because like so much. I was like always like having an audio and like always reading something with my eyeballs i have yet to read a physical book this year i think Mm. my first one will be bride by ali hazelwood because i got my paperback the other day but so far so good and you know we have a hater in this chat right now her name is kayla ann and you know she doubted me because we made a bet and it was like hey like if i read x amount of fantasy books before the end of q1 you have to read this fantasy book that we'll probably talk more about later and i know she doubted me and i've already completed my end of the bargain and she has yet to start so you did so um, fast i did so well, good like i've been just like turning like truly fantasy girl era it's been it's been good it's been fun so yeah love that i just also want to state motivated. for the record i want to state for the record that she makes it seem like i didn't hold up my end of the bargain i have a month and 20 days and you so will be waiting a month fun. and 19 days <laughs> literally no, no, i know i know exactly when i'm gonna read it i know exactly what I'm. is it right do. before we go to <laughs> no it's uh, not sweet it's grass. Not. i know it's not it's it's i i know i have written in my like notes app the mm-hmm. order of like my um listening that i'm gonna do and reading that i'm gonna do and i know exactly where it is so it'll happen well, we'll see. This month. I had just the best reading month in January. Just, I, yeah, it was like Kendra. I didn't read as much as Kendra did, but I everything I was reading was just so, so good for the most part. And I read a lot of physical, like, eyeball reads because I'm a big audio girly, as we all know. But I read a lot of really, really fantastic books on my Kindle um in January a lot of them are arcs so that's like Mm -hmm. so annoying because I feel like I can't like fully fully Mm -hmm. gush about them quite yet but I had just an amazing reading month in January February has 
mm, it's been an okay reading month so far. I got mm-hmm. really bogged down with a book that I really, really, really wanted to like that I was reading with my eyeballs that I ended up DNFing because I just could not get into it. So I was really sad that I couldn't get into that one, but I just DNF'd it and I honestly, I feel lighter. So that's the best feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that now my reading month will turn around and I can kind of repeat what was going on in, in January because that was just so good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm the same. I think, you know what, though? It wasn't just like us. It felt like on, at least like on my, for my mutuals, so so many people were having just a banger of a January or at least mm-hmm. the beginning of the year. Um, and I was the same. Like I, similarly to both of these girls, I was having a great January, especially in the beginning. The beginning is really like where all my top <laughs> reads were at. And like, definitely, I think for me, top reads like probably of the year like I definitely got like at least three books that are making the top 10 yeah Yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah. definitely so uh, it's definitely making the rest of the year like you know I'm like this is gonna suck yeah (laughs) February's been the same it's been fine it's been okay like it's not been bad per se because I have had some really great reads but I've also had some just like me whatever you know reads Mm -hmm. most of mine are it's pretty much the same like stats that I had last year 50% audio so far and then like I've had like two like physical physical reads and the rest were Kindles so yeah I have not read a physical book so far this year either twins last year I read three of my my 176 books only three were like actual page turning books wow wow Yep. Do you like? Do you want to change that, or do you like that? Like, well, this is such an excellent segue. Do you guys want to do our twenty twenty four ins and outs? Yeah. So we're gonna go around and one by one, we're gonna say one of our ins and one of our outs. Some of ours might be the same because we never we didn't exchange these beforehand. We kind of wanted to keep it like a nice little surprise. So we may have some of the same ones. Yeah, and then. After that, we're just going to talk like general bookish goals, what we're Mm -hmm. hoping to get done by the end of the year. So, all right. Who wants to do the first in and out? Um, I'll go. Okay. I wrote it on a... Oh, my God. Actual paper. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Is that one of your goals? Write more on paper instead of in your notes app? like, I've been writing so... Like, I've been trying to take more notes and stuff for work because we're going to have like a really busy work year but like a fun work here so I've been trying to like just keep up and so I was like let me just write this down too anyways first in is fantasy books specifically YA upper YA romanticy with little to no spice just romance and plot and uh that is mainly because I am in my Cassandra Clare era and I realized that like that's what I love most about fantasy when I think back on like the Cruel Prince series and like some other like YA fantasies that I've read like I love those so much because it was like no spice, just plot, but the romance is still so good. I feel like in adult romanticy, don't shoot me. Sometimes like the spice just takes away. Like you're just like, all right, like literally the world is dying. Like, why are y'all fucking like, let's go. Um, So I love that. And I want to read more of it. Um, And then my first out is only reading contemporary romance. I think I'm like starting to like stall a little bit in that genre. And I just like need to like switch things up it's still my baby it's still my love but like after consistently reading it for like what two years only it's like all right like I think I've seen a lot of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will say 
again, or like I just said, I have YA fantasy as one of my ins. So, oh, yeah. Ah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, YA fantasy kind of took over my life last year. I mean, I was always kind of that way, but like I didn't really read that much of it in like 2022, or the fantasy that I read was mostly adult. So, like, YA, especially last year, was like really great for me. I mean, like, my top read of the year was a YA, you know, Belladonna, obviously. I read um, several other great YA fantasies. Yeah. So that is a big one for me, but I won't say that one since Ken already did. But no, um, that's that's hey, same well, in. like that's right. Well, I'll yeah. say a different one though because I have more ins than outs, so I don't want to run. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So I'll, say, I'll just say a different one. Um, okay, being very selective with my arcs is a big in for me. Yeah, I I already had like a pretty great personally, I think a great net galley ratio. Mm-hmm. I want to keep that and. I will I'm I used to be a serial net galley scroller and requester but now I just scroll for funsies just to like kind of get an idea of what's coming out I don't actually really request anymore unless I really want it or like it's by an author that I you know, know I it's love. gonna hit yeah um yeah so that's that's one for me and then you guys are gonna laugh at this one but just hear me out for a second for out and out out is buying special editions because I have FOMO hear me out no, that's fair. There, no, no, no I just like, mean because I. No, I just. Oh my god, no! I was gonna say because you guys are gonna roll your eyes and be like, "She's not gonna stick to that." Um, but like for example, the Elsie Silver um pre-orders for like Sweetgrass, you know, the special editions that she's doing didn't touch those. In fact, I just saw today that she actually had to close it early, um, uh, because she had too many people ordering them, so she closed the pre-order early, and so I was like, oh. Guess I didn't get it. Oh well, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and so um, like that, and then you know, one of my favorite books is coming out with like another special edition, and I'm not going to get oh, I it. I saw those. I saw so those. <laughs> they're really nice. They're really really nice, but I'm not going to get them. Um, Proud of you. So yeah, so I just think that unless it's a book that I really really love, and I maybe don't already have that special edition, I'm not going to get it. Not or gonna do it. If it's under $35. Or if it's under $35, I might get it. But all but... of us just having spent $57 on the steamy lit. Oh my god. Okay, but, hey, but but $12 shipping. The 12 okay, $12 shipping, but also again, like I said, it has to be a book that I love and that I don't already own a special edition of. I don't own a special edition of yours truly. Why? One doesn't exist yet. So there you go. True. There you okay, go. Fair. Followed my followed my criteria. Love that. Fair, fair, okay. Fair. Um, my first in is Hot Girl Audiobook Walks. I have yeah. vulnerable, I'm about to be vulnerable on the podcast. I have a very complicated relationship with exercise and like what that has done for my mental health and relationship with like all that stuff in the past. So I'm trying to put very little pressure on myself to like enjoy movement. And I think Hot Girl Audiobook Walks are the way to go. It is currently mm-hmm. freezing in Colorado. No, it's not making it easy yeah. for you. <laughs> it's been a little hard to come by at the moment and the treadmills are broken at my apartment complex, which is so annoying. Oh, lame. But yeah, so haven't been able to do that a ton in the last two weeks, but gonna get back on it either once this fucking snow mm-hmm. melts or they do that. Um and my out is couch rotting. I was doing that a lot at the end of 2023 and I, that has a place, it has a time. 
I love a good couch rot every once in a while, mm-hmm. but it was starting to affect my mental health. So if I feel myself couch rotting, I'm just going to like get up, put on an audiobook, even just like clean my apartment if I can't get outside. So are I you going to take Peach on your walks? Get her a little leash? <laughs> Dude, I get, like, wish. One of those carriages. I, tr- I want, Dina won't <laughs> let me buy it. I tried to buy her like a little cat stroller and he's like, absolutely fucking not, Brandy. So anyway. Oh, would she like I it? Would she it. have fun? I think she would hate getting into it, but once we're outside, because she loves mm. sitting next to an open window and just like staring oh, yeah, outside and smelling and stuff like that. Soaking up the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe in the summer now that we don't live in LA. Maybe, maybe. We'll see. Okay. My second in and second out, I'm going to say them together and then talk about it. So the second in is duets and series and like true standalones. And mm-hmm. the second out is interconnected standalones. And this let me explain. Okay. I think Interesting. not to be like one of those people, but I think the quality of like certain books has gone down. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. everyone right now is like trying to make like interconnected standalone series and yep. they're publishing like three to six books a year and you get to like the fourth or fifth book in that series and you're like, what is Why am this? I here? Like, yeah. yeah. Like I feel like no connection. Like there was no like it, it was just like kind of pointless in a way and I think with duets and series and like true standalones specifically like duets and series like I love getting to spend so much time with like a certain set of characters and like getting their POV across multiple books obviously like the Magnolia Park series is a really good example of that having just done like two Cassie Clare series like you just become so much more attached to the characters and like their feelings and like what they're going through and you get to see like true character growth and I feel like that's something that like fantasy does really well is like okay you're going to commit to like a three book four book five book series but I want Mm -hmm. romance to do more of it obviously this excludes like the interconnected standalone series that like I'm so attached to like because there are people that do it really well and like each book is like has meaning and purpose blah 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 but I'm like, if you're just like doing another random series to do another random series, like I, I don't think I need to invest my time in that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. That's and that's another reason. Okay, like speaking of interconnected standalones and like you know a series focusing on one POV or you know the same POVs, that's another reason mm-hmm. why I love the Simple Wild series is because you follow yeah. the same couple and you see their growth throughout the whole thing because it's not done in book one. I mean, there is a lot of work done in book one, but there's even more in the next ones, and so that's. You don't ever see that, especially in contemporary romance. Well, not that you never see it, but you hardly ever see it. Yeah. yeah. Of, you know, multiple books following the same people. That's and so- true. And, like, you think about the books that we obsess over, like Magnolia Parks, The Addicted mm-hmm. Cowboy Sisters, Simple Wild. Like, yeah, I'm just that connection right now. That, like, those are true series yeah and like i've also just found myself getting really like frustrated when i get to like the end of a interconnected standalone like book and i'm like you guys did not grow one bit as Mm. characters like and i think that's what i love so 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 especially when like the plot is not crazy and it's a true character driven like story i'm like maybe y'all shouldn't have gotten everything you wanted at the end of this book you know like you need it time so yeah more duets and series and true, 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 true standalones in yeah. 2024. I like it. Um, my next in, I actually stole from a friend whose video I saw, Allie, at Literary Delight. Um, one of her ins was listening to music instead of an audiobook. Because sometimes when I am doing something, like if I'm, re- or if I'm cleaning or if I'm doing dishes, whatever, laundry, I feel like I have to be listening to an audiobook to maximize 
your listening time. time. Yeah, you know. Time. But like sometimes I don't have an audiobook, and sometimes maybe I don't necessarily want to listen to an audiobook or anything at all. So prioritize, not necessarily prioritize, but just you know make sure that that I can I can do that instead of upping my stats because I feel like I have to. And then again, my next out also follows again another thing that Kendra was talking about. Out is quantity over quality. I think now I'm not. Like, I don't want to call, like, everybody out, um, but I just definitely think, especially, you know, in Kindle Unlimited, things like that, people are just, like, put out five books a year, and I just, like, you can tell, you know, that sometimes the quality isn't as great as it once was sometimes, and so I just think that I would prefer if people really take the time to hone in on certain things, whether that's plot points, characters, whatever, and you know, just kind of take a break for yourself too, you know, and like, don't feel like you have to put out as much per year. I get it from the business standpoint. Like, you know, you feel like you have to do that because that's what's Mm -hmm. popular. Like that's what people, people are consistently consuming things all the time. So like the overconsumption of everything, like I get it. But I think for me as a reader, you know, it's kind of taking a step back now and realizing, you know, I don't think this is what I'm looking for in, in my moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're not talking to you, Jessa Hastings. Get writing. Three <laughs> no, get right it now. Get Give us that work. book. We are yeah. not talking to you. Just kidding. Are like, we? Um, I um, follow <laughs> Beth O'Leary on Instagram and her next book doesn't come out until 2025, but she's been very uh, open about time. the fact that she's been writing this book for like years. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I don't know something about that like even if like I don't like it which I I doubt it because the concept sounds so fucking cool mm-hmm. like I don't know that like makes me feel nice like wow like this is a story that like really means a lot to you instead of you just being like all right I want another next paycheck. job like, yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah I mean I've seen like authors talk about slowing down their publishing schedule like I know like Elsie Silver has talked about you know slowing down not putting out you know four or five books a year and I can like appreciate that as a reader and also it just helps build helps build your excitement anyway because you know you like you finish a book and then immediately you're like oh my god wait the next one is already out you know so I just think it helps build excitement and you know a little bit of suspense like what's gonna happen I think the rule should be you got to go a little bit more than six months six months in between releases if it's like every other month slow down and like maybe mm-hmm. even six months in between series because i'll see some authors and they're like all right the series just ended next series is we, up they're, they've like, already announced bro. their next series and i'm like oh like chill yeah. chill and again this doesn't apply to everyone because i think some people can are well. good at it mm-hmm. but others i'm just like you need to calm down <laughs> <laughs> yeah um my next one this is something that's staying in and it's like very obvious, but it's related to my out. So audiobooks for me are staying in. And then the out that's related to that is feeling shame about being an audiobook girly. Like mm-hmm. they are perf- my preferred format for reading. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's obviously just like so much annoying discourse about that. But like I love audiobooks. I love being told a story. And mm-hmm. I think that in, in a lot of cases it can, for me, make me engage more with a story and blah 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 obviously that's like personal to me but um I think like I do still have like some shame like when people are like oh how do you read so much blah 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 and I'm like oh I listen to a lot of audiobooks and I'm always like you know so out is the shame around being a true true audio girly yeah and like Brandy I like 
you and I think Kimmy are like really good at this, but like certain like quotes and like stuff, like you're very good at like remembering them. I'm like, oh, I don't remember mm-hmm. shit. But you'll be like, oh, do you remember when so and so said? And you'll say it like verbatim sometimes. I'm like, that's like so like crazy. The, like you and audio go like this because like the fact that your brain can like. And mm-hmm. that's like the thing too that I think like a lot of people. Like, it's just how our brains work, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. I feel like I can remember things better in an audio mm-hmm. format. Like, quotes, plot points, character development. Like, things like that stick easier for me in an audio format if I'm not, like, already super, super engaged in the book. Like, with mm-hmm. Magnolia Parks, like, I'm going to read every single one of those before I listen to the audio because I'm already locked Same. in from book, you know, from page one yeah. I'm locked in. But if it's just, like, a random book on KU... I will 100% understand, grasp, and engage with the story more in an audio format. Yeah. You're valid. (gasps) Thank you. (laughs) So my third in is Storygraph. And my third out is like not tracking slash only tracking on my phone. For context, like for what like when I first got on book talk I was using goodreads and then I just became so anti-goodreads where like I just was only keeping track on my phone and like that helped me a lot but last year I started doing story graph and getting that like end of the year like mm-hmm. wrap up what felt so nice it's like the equivalent of getting like your spotify wrapped like where you're just like fuck yeah and I loved seeing exactly how I read um, and I love that they provide all those stats for you. And like, I'm really mm-hmm. trying to get into like tagging my books now on Storygraph. Yeah, and me think, too. So fun. I think a thing that is like helping me is that like my Storygraph is private. Like only a few people have it. And yep. that helps because like, I don't want it. I'm not tracking in like a social way. And I feel like with Goodreads, like that's what was making me like feel overwhelmed because it was like update here, update now. Like everyone's like trying to, and I'm just like, I don't need to that's not how I want to update with mm-hmm. my reading. I just want the the stats and stuff. So um, I'm trying to like really stay on top of my story graph this year. And it's making me feel so far really good. Um, and it's so fun. And I can't wait to see like what it looks like at the end of the year. So, yeah. yeah. I love that. I, I You guys and my best friend who's like not in bookish spaces are my only friends on Goodreads. And I plan on keeping it that way. <laughs> like I don't really got, or Yeah, yeah. Rather story graph. Um, okay. An in for me. And I, I mean, I kind of started doing this last year. I just didn't even really think about it. Like I just realized that I was doing it like after the fact was not reading descriptions. Um, so that can be like, I guess it could go either way. (laughs) Granted, like if, if it's in an interconnected series, for example, like I know what's coming next because, you know, I just finished the last book and, you know, that book already kind of sets it up. So maybe I like know the tropes and the characters, things like that. Like, but I don't know like the full plot. Right. Um, but like I said, the book that I'm reading now, I didn't know anything about it and I just kind of went in blind. I just knew that I liked the author um and so like it's just a lot more fun that way Mm -hmm. um and it can just bring like about like nice little surprises and fun things and so that's an in for me and then out okay this is hard for me because I only dnf'd like one book I think last year like I am really really bad about forcing myself to finish books if I don't like them Mm. and now granted I like that doesn't happen to me often like because I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on what I know that I will like versus not like and so like yeah. it doesn't really happen that often that I rate a book like 
two and a half stars or lower. But if I feel like that's going to happen, then like I just want to be able to actually DNF. Like I'm just not very good at that. So an out is forcing myself to finish books when I don't want to or if I'm not having a good time. DNFing is so fun. It does hurt so good, especially when it's like a book that like someone recommended or like you were excited about. You're just like, oh, I know. But it's nothing personal. My next in is kind of bookish related, but also kind of not. It's intentionality in my free time, um, specifically like with hobbies. Like obviously reading is my favorite hobby and I love it, but I'm not always, always, always in the mood to read. Just like nobody Mm -hmm. ever is with any hobby. Um, But having like a broader scope of hobbies, like journaling and crocheting um it just brings me a lot of joy to like always have a craft going and not be thinking about the end product of that craft like just to enjoy it the act of doing it and then my out that is also very closely related to that is doom scrolling because I can really just like get into that phase where I'm like oh my god oh my god I have to consume every single thing about this specific thing in order to like function as a person blah 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 which not true so less time on my phone in general yeah that's that's like a personal goal for me this year is to spend less time on my phone okay my next in is pinterest boards for my faves and my out Mm -hmm. is not sitting with my faves and i guess this goes back into like this general conversation of like wanting to like truly slow down and be intentional with like what i'm reading um i have read even just recently so many of my favorite books and like yes I had like a really good January but one thing that I allowed myself to do was like really sit down and like think more about like the characters and like create Pinterest boards for them and like that was so much fun and like not feeling like okay I have to move on to like the next thing and the next thing and the next thing um so I want to do more of that this year because it was something that I would do a lot of before I even joined book talk because like that's when like the book was like just for me you know and like Mm -hmm. that sort of like gives me like another piece of it um and like again like not creating something just to like be shared I guess all the times like I guess occasionally I could but like it's just so much fun and like I want to do more of it and Pinterest is like so like I can spend hours on that app I love it like right like that's like the one place where I think if you're gonna doom scroll like Pinterest is like the place (laughs) because it brings joy instead of anxiety Like, it's just so calming. And so, yeah, I just want to spend more time with my faves because I think fandom and, like, being a fan of something is so much fun and you should just give your time, give yourself time. I should give myself time to, like, really do that because I don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. I love that. Speaking of Pinterest, I'm kind of the same. Like, I used to make boards a lot in 2022. Like, I have – I had a board – when Kinder was like showing her boards for you know some of our favorite reads that we've had this year I was like oh my god I forgot that I have this huge like for example Magnolia Parks board that has like 500 pins Dude, on it and I, like, I look just at have your Magnolia Parks boards all the time <laughs> oh, thank you I need to update them they're like not they're old um but I used to do that a lot I just haven't done it recently so that's a good one but okay so my next in is slower reading for a physical book that I'm annotating Because, like, I do want to read more physical books this year. By, like, more physical books, I I mean, like, maybe 10. Like, I I, I don't buy books that I haven't read or I usually don't buy books that I haven't already read. So I, I don't feel like I'm bad at doing, at doing that, like, just buying books and then never reading them. But I would like to 
if I am reading a physical book, kind of slow down, slow down a little bit. Cause I, you know, again, you know, in this, in this space that we're in, you know, sometimes, you know, people just blaze through books and, not, and that's totally fine. Like if that's what you want to do. But I think if I'm annotating something, I want to take, you know, my time to do it, not feel like I have to get through it within two, three days. Um, so I want to do that. And then uh, my last out is forcing myself to read when I don't feel like it. So again, very similar to what Brandy has said, like, you know, if I'm just like not feeling it, I, I want to have other things that I can turn to where again, like Brandy, whether that's crocheting, you know, you know, hanging out with my husband, you know, doing a puzzle, anything that um, also doesn't involve a screen um, if I can help it. So like, you know, try not to just play mindless games on my iPad or, you know, watch TV or something. Um, so anything else, any other hobby that I have going on walks, whatever. You should get into Legos. I think Jared would really like that. Uh, oh, he would he would love that, but that's okay. We already have it. Like no screen, house. just your we, hands. I'll take a puzzle. I'll take a puzzle <laughs> instead. My next one, my in is my Kindle. I bought a Kindle Oasis like in quarter three last year, and I just love it so much. The battery life is not as good as the Kindle Paperwhite, but I love the buttons and it sounds so stupid, but it makes such a difference for me and being able to hold it in either hand because the screen rotates on a Kindle Oasis. Mm -hmm. So you can flip it upside down and like hold it in your other hand. I've just been having so much fun on my Kindle this year. And then my out, which is staying out, which is directly related to what Kayla was just saying, is buying physical copies of books until I know I love the book. I just almost never do that. And I want to continue doing that. I take a lot of pride in having like almost zero books on a physical TBR. Mm -hmm. Like I think I own like three books that I personally have bought with my own money that I haven't read. And I also just like love being able to look at my shelves and knowing that everything on there is something I love. Like this is like a me personally thing, but I don't understand how people can look at their bookshelves and be like, I haven't read three-fourths of those I, I haven't know. read half of those I'm like damn why are they up there like why do yeah. you want to see them on your shelf if you don't know that you love them that's a me thing though but yeah so staying out is buying books that I haven't read no I agree like when we both moved over the summer and like before I moved I got rid of so many books that like I just like hadn't read or hadn't loved so now when I look at my shelf I'm like oh I can talk to you about every single book on this shelf mm-hmm. I've read all like it's yeah very rare for me now to have a physical book that I haven't read that I bought with my own money um mm-hmm. which is nice so my next in is I guess it's related to um book budgeting with patience and the out is impatient crazy book spending mm. <laughs> I easily fall into a trap where like I know I'm gonna read the book so let me just buy it now you know instead of having to wait but I'm like girl you don't have to do that like why don't you get it when you know you're gonna you're about read to it. read it yeah because yeah, then it just then it does sit there um I've gotten a lot better with that but um this year I'm trying to like be really good with my money and like where it goes and like yeah so I'm just trying to be a patient reader and then like utilize my free resources like Spotify Libby, mm-hmm. Hoopla, um, Kindle Unlimited. Like, that's, like, a subscription I already pay for. But, like, I don't read a lot of books on Kindle Unlimited. But I don't want to cancel it because I know that the minute I do, someone's going to put something on there. And I'm like, yeah. fuck. 
Um, so yeah, I'm trying to just like be patient and be calm. And like, if I buy a book in a format and then I read it, I don't necessarily need to buy it in like another format unless it's like something I absolutely, yeah, like need. Cause like (laughs) I just bought the entire, um, last hour's trilogy and paperback and i'm so glad that i did but i almost bought the hardcover of one of the books and i was like you don't need this like yes it would be so nice to have and like yes you read it but you don't need it and then yeah i didn't i don't need it so Mm -hmm. i don't have it am i okay with that sure um (laughs) i will learn to be okay with it but yeah that's like that's a big goal for me i don't really have that many um left but i was thinking about this as uh, you were talking, Brandy, kind of going off of what you said. A big in is uh, selling your books, utilizing Pango or Mercari. By the way, I have a code. If you want to use it, you can totally check it out. It's Kayla's bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, I have to let you order. Um, but yeah, I, definitely selling your books. Like I've just you know sold books either that um, I didn't love or just like you know that I just. I, I'm the same way. I take great pride in the, you know, the fact that the books on my shelf are usually books that I really enjoyed or would recommend. And so like, if, if they're like not, why would I keep them there? So big in is reselling your books uh, or donating your books, however you can. And I don't have any more outs. Actually, you know what? I'll say, I'll say an out, out. And this is a tentative, this is a tentative out. Cause it's like a last resort mm-hmm. is audible. I have my membership paused currently, although I did just buy a credit pack because I didn't have any credits, but it was a last resort type of situation. I don't know. My brain was like, you have to read this book right now. I don't really know why, but there, you know, you just kind of get into moods where your brain is like, can't move on unless you read this specific book. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, and the T. Williams book was one of them. So I was like, I didn't want to wait several months for my Libby, Libby hold and I didn't have it on Hoopla. You know, it's not a PRH book or um spotify my husband wouldn't let me use his spotify because he's claiming that he's going to get into audiobooks now like, it was a whole thing um so <laughs> that's so, so i was like okay you know my he's last not. <laughs> he, he's not he's such a liar he's the biggest liar so liar he was like i just like listened to a couple of hours of one last month i was like okay anyway mm. so i did have to buy an audible credit and that pained me like that greatly I felt pain in my soul. Normally, I would just be like, yeah, credits, whatever. But now I'm like, because oh, I, you know, hadn't bought or paid anything to Audible since I think October, November, when I paused my membership. It yeah. does resume in March, and we'll see if I either cancel it altogether or if I continue. But, yeah. I, like Kendra, started tagging my reads on Storygraph. It has been so fun to look at how much money I'm spending on audiobooks because it's almost nothing now. I think mm-hmm. I've used three credits since the beginning of the year, which is very low for me. So that is so fun. I'm proud of you. Thank I might you. join you soon. My next in is an in-person book club. I want it so bad. I want to like decorate and have people over and oh like talk God. about a book and like drink and like have little How snacks. Cute. Yeah, the only problem is Kendra's my only friend. <laughs> but we could do that. Okay, maybe like we could do like a uh like we just like don't talk about the book at all until we hang out and like drink and stuff. 
Have you like seen those themed those themed ones? Yeah, like, that they're that so cute. Like, and like yeah. Sel just had like a girls' night with her friends and was like mm-hmm. posting about like all the. This is an excuse for us to get on because I've been thinking about this. Like maybe I should get on Bumble BFF and like just see, you know, like we can tackle that together. Okay, yeah. yeah, I would love that by the end of the year, maybe to just have like a kind of like standing date yeah. like even if it's just every other month or something like that but um yeah and then my out related to that is social anxiety which is not just as easy as snapping my fingers obviously but that's it <laughs> love yeah I only had one two more like on one on either side and okay it was kind of what I just talked it was just what I talked about though which was like Spotify Libyan hoopla being in mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. then out is like Kayla audible I'm gonna mm-hmm. keep my audible subscription because like I budgeted for it and I like having that like backup one credit a option. Month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like there's so many other ways to listen to audiobooks now. Especially yeah. like I fucking not to rub this in your face, Kayla, but I fucking love that Spotify has audiobooks now. Like I think that's just like so smart. Mm-hmm. And the fact it that is. you get like 15 smart. hours like a month, like and they have so many titles. Um mm-hmm. this is turning into an ad, but <laughs> it's true. Like I love it. And then like even just like using Libyan Hoopla, like being able to listen to books that I wouldn't have. And I'm going to do like the entire Mortal Instruments series. And I put all the books on hold on Libby. Is it going to take two months to get here? Absolutely. But like, I don't need to buy fucking six audi- audible. That like, I don't need to do to that. your patient reading too. Yeah. And because I'm like, I'm already going to buy the entire series I know in paperback. So, like, why do I need two forms of it? Like, that's just, like, a waste of money at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, like, patiently waiting. And then, like, let's say, like, I get one before the other. Oh, that's when Spotify can come in. And, like, I can just listen to one of them on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So it's just trying to, like, utilize my free – wor- mm-hmm. re- Yes. What was I about to say? Resources. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that is my ins and outs list of 2024. Amazing. Kayla, do you have one more or are you done? I'm good. I'm done. Okay. My last one, which my friends who are on my close friends list on Instagram already know, in for me this year is physical book journaling and out is my digital book journal, which I'm like honestly a little sad about, but honestly mostly relieved. Uh, It started to feel like a chore for me at the end of last year to do my journal pages. And I think that is just because like it became something I wasn't doing for me anymore. I was doing it for the mm-hmm. views and mm-hmm. um, for the engagement I would get on those videos, which is great. Like I, I am so grateful for the people who followed me because of that journal, but I don't want it to be like the center of my like online bookish personality anymore. And I wanted a physical journal this year and I've been having so much fun and I haven't been sharing it with anybody besides people on my close friends, which I'll probably continue to do for a little while. And it just feels really good to just be doing it for me. So Nice. I like love that for you. Like, I think that's something that like we all need is like something like just for ourselves Mm -hmm. and like for our friends and not, not for the world. Yeah. Because it wasn't the like actual journaling that like hurt my soul anymore. It was like the expectation of like, oh, well, I have to set up my phone in this weird way and sit in this uncomfortable position so that I can get a good video of me doing this journal. Like, that's the Mm -hmm. part that took away from it for me. Um, because I love having my pages and I love like getting to share those pages with people, but it was like the act of like making content around it that felt so icky to me at the end of the year last year. So I'm happy with that choice. Yay. So now that we did our like ins and outs, do you guys have any other just like general bookish goals 
that we just want to rapid fire quick before we do our recs yes i will read the whole list um sorry i didn't even ask if any of y'all wanted to go first (laughs) you go okay go for it um Number one is post more on Bookstagram, which I say every fucking year. <laughs> but this year, I mean it. <laughs> All right. I mean, I've already posted more within the last, like, two months than I have, like, mm-hmm. in the past, like, you two have. years. Yeah. You have. So, thank you. By the way, she um, means not on stories. She means her grid. Yes, I mean my grid. Yes. Stories, <laughs> oh my God. I post I on stories have, all day. I yeah. love stories. Like, <laughs> I don't even talk on stories like that compared to some of our mutuals. But, yeah. like, I love stories. But, yeah, I yeah. mean, like, actual grid posts because I, like – Instagram is just so community based, and I love that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then number two is finish, finish the Shadowhunters universe. <laughs> At least what's out, because um, there is there is one more series coming. Um, and then reread more of my faves, which I don't mm. think I do enough of. And again, that goes back to like me wanting to like sit with my faves more. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just I've missed some of these people. More fantasy, um, more new to me authors and taking more reading breaks that aren't just like um spurred off of like me being in a slump like defeated yeah yeah like I just like like, you guys were talking about this earlier like if you just aren't in the mood to read then like you're just like not in the mood to read and I got an AMC movie pass so I'm like trying to go to the movies more (gasps) Uh like I love yeah like I love it um I went to the movies yesterday and like that was just so nice to like sit for two hours and like not be on my phone and like consume someone else's because I go to the movies all the time in college like you could not you wouldn't find me anywhere else, and I miss that, and I'm glad that um, I'm doing that again. So those are my bookish-related goals. Love that. I don't have that many, only because – not that I find, like, goals inhibiting. I just – I don't know. Sometimes I just don't set goals for myself, but they're very similar. Like, um, I would like to read more new-to-me authors. Um, I would like to read – you know, I, I don't have a specific – number I guess but I would like you know a good chunk of my reads at the end of the year to be new to me people and then I would also like to take content posting breaks and be okay with a content break because you know sometimes like if I like look at my grid and I'm like oh my god I haven't posted in 10 days like on my grid then I'm like "Ah, people are gonna leave um so yeah being being more okay with that and then also um for this is kind of funny I just talked about taking content breaks and then now I'm about to talk about content mm-hmm. for my third one I would like to and I'm I'm seeing this more on Instagram obviously you see it a lot on TikTok but I don't really feel like you see it on bookstagram specifically but you're starting to see it more is more like just talking about the books like on reels you know um I feel like it's more like always like the quick aesthetic reels you know that are like maybe 10 mm-hmm. seconds long and those are great but i i've been seeing more like talking videos and i've you know done a couple and so i didn't ever really used to do those like ever when i started but becoming more comfortable with them now so i would like to make a couple of those yeah love that's on my page or on my list too Kayla. <gasps> love yeah I, specifically i said i wanted to find a an organic way because like i just always feel so uncomfortable when i just like sit in front of my phone and i know like, try and talk about books but my book blanket has provided me with a format yeah. that feels comfy to me less pressure so talking videos is one of mine as well um, I want to read more nonfiction this year and not because I feel like I have to, but because like I genuinely enjoy nonfiction books. And I read so many nonfiction books before I joined the online 
book space, like when I was just a lurker. Um, and it wasn't necessarily about like really heavy world events, which definitely are important and have their place. But like, I would read like Jenny Slate wrote a memoir that, and she's mm-hmm. like, like a professional comedian and biographies, memoirs, whatever, just like doesn't necessarily have to be like, I'm doing this to learn, which again, yeah. has its place. But like, yeah. I also just have read a lot of really fun nonfiction is what I'm trying to say. One of my favorite books ever is Trick Me by Gia Tolentino, which is incredible. So those two were my only really big goals for this year. Yeah. Um, Mackenzie from the Bad Bitch Book Club last year, she made it her mission to like read every celebrity memoir that came out and oh. she like recapped them all and it was like so fascinating oh too like you can like spend time with this one skip this one like this person like wow. surprisingly had a really good life like and I found that really interesting um so yeah that is interesting I love that yeah I'll send you her video it was good I was gonna put nonfiction on my list but I got scared that I wouldn't that I wouldn't do, do it. it so <laughs> yeah so I did yeah and that's like I don't really let myself um get super affected by goals I set like mm-hmm. by not meeting them like I think it's yeah. it's good to like think about where I want to be and stuff like that but I I am not the type of person that beats myself up and I'm not the type of person to, like sit down and read seven more books really fast to make sure I hit a number kind of thing like that's right just same yeah not how my brain functions so books is like not the only way that we consume content and so I think it's like easy to assume otherwise and like think that everything that like is that you consume needs to be in like a book format but like if you're getting like that feel like elsewhere then like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. like i like, love yeah. watching a documentary yeah Same. like and then like that is the equivalent of like a nonfiction. like you know what i mean like yeah. i think people try to put like every single thing stacked within their reading and i'm like you don't have to do that like you can literally consume it yeah. elsewhere mm-hmm. like yeah mm-hmm Okay, so now we're going to spend the last little chunk of this episode. We each brought three books that we had to actually compare our list because we want to give you three books that we think that you should definitely make sure you put on your TBR for 2024. But we were texting right before we started recording. We're like, wait, do we all have the same three books on our list? And the answer was yes. So we have three books each that we think that you should read before the end of 2024. So we're going to round table this. Slay. Who wants to go first? I can go first. Okay. First of all, I will get out of the way that Magnolia Parks Into the Dark would yes. be on all of our lists. Um, but we're none of us are going to put that on our list because we're going to do a whole episode devoted to Into the Dark mm-hmm. later this season. So get that out of the way right now. But I'll <laughs> go first with Bride by Allie Hazelwood. This is not a book that I think is like not on people's radar. Like I'm very aware it's on a lot of people's radar, but I am here to say that I just think Allie Hazelwood's writing since The Love Hypothesis, which I loved, like I loved The Love Hypothesis, but her writing and her storytelling and her characters have just grown exponentially and Bride is no exception. It is a vampire werewolf romance, marriage of convenience, And it is so good. It is hot. It is funny. Like, I think because this is, like, her first fantasy book and, like, borderline Omegaverse, I don't know necessarily what qualifies as Omegaverse, but there's an alpha, so I'm going to call it Omegaverse. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I think, like, I was expecting it to not have, like, her voice in it still, or I was expecting it to be a different version of her voice, but it's still, like funny like I was giggling they're still like kind of nerdy and like (laughs) silly like I I just really really loved that book 
And I definitely think that it should be on your TBR for 2024. For my first one, again, if you follow me on Instagram or if you follow any of us on Instagram, you have definitely seen this one. But mine is just for the summer or just anything Abby Jimenez or at least... Or at least anything after Life's Too Short by Ebby Jimenez. Um, well, no, I would say Life's Too Short and Onward. Yes. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. But yeah, Just for the Summer comes out uh, early April, April 2nd, I think. Um, but this one follows Justin and Emma, who meet over a <laughs> Am I the Asshole Reddit thread. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I don't want to like say too much, but you know they spend the summer together in Minneapolis. And um, first of all, Abby is really great at making you want to go to places that she writes about. Emily Henry is kind of the similar, you know, similar in that way. Girl, when, Minneapolis um, is not that great, I promise you. Okay, okay. Well, no, but Kendra and I were like, let's go to Minneapolis. Let's take a weekend. Yeah, like, let's, let's oh, go to no. take a trip. As a bitch, you grew up in Wisconsin. I've been to Minneapolis. It is not. Are you just angry because you guys have, like, beef, Wisconsin and Minneapolis? I mean, like, do you guys our, just have beef? our schools do, but... Um, right. I, it's, it's like just like us in Kansas. I, it's like beef. one of those things that's like every city you go to, there's going to be fun stuff to do because it's a city, sure. like it's a major city. But like, go somewhere warmer. <laughs> like you don't have to go yeah. there. Well, in the, it's in the summer anyway. Yeah, go to Madison. anyway. All that to say, Justin and Emma though are great. <laughs> so, and Abby is just I. Again, I can't give too much away. That the Easter eggs in this story are just like. There's I was so gagged about you guys. <laughs> gagged. Yeah, that's that. I don't know. It's that's so that's all good. I to say. It's Justin oh, and Emma's okay. love is just. She's Abby is so yeah. so good at writing stories. <laughs> she at writing stories where like you're like, oh my god, if these two people don't end up together, I will die. They're the most die. like I will kill myself. Like people too. Like that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. Like they're not like yeah. they're like so ordinary. It's oh so good. Yeah, this is my new favorite Abby book. I'm sorry, Kayla. I didn't mean to like hijack your pitch. No, no, that's so okay. Just I was shocked. Love it. Yeah, because Kayla texted me when she had read it already, and she was like, "I think you're gonna love it. I don't think you'll love it as much as yours, truly, because I that's really like didn't your think that. book, right? Like, I didn't think yeah. so either. I did. I was like, yeah, absolutely, you're correct. Like, no chance. I love yours truly so much. Um, new favorite Abby book. <laughs> Party it's Party so World good. is still my is still my favorite. I mean, I love like I just. It's like one of the, she's just one of those authors, like from the books that I've read by her, ranking any of them last feels like icky, a crime. Like, I feel gross. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. She's so, and also, like, I feel like if you follow her on Instagram, I think any way to support her this year Mm -hmm. would be Mm. phenomenal. She's very open about sharing her daughter's health issues. And then knowing that she writes about healthcare professionals like falling in love like I don't know that it feels very nice and I feel like she's an author that like always has something to say but not in like a super I don't know what the right word but like all her books are like important like she's always touching mm-hmm. on something important in her books um and that makes me always feel really nice and doing it in with like such care right yes. yeah like that's that's what I'm looking for like she takes such care and like she's also just really this is just turning into like an Abby Jimenez like love fest um <laughs> like not to like um age shame but like you know she's older i think she's like in her 40s mm-hmm. but from her writing she has like such a 
she's like on the pulse of like what young people are like talking mm-hmm. about but like mm-hmm. not in a way that comes off as like corny or like inauthentic because mm-hmm. the conversations that she was having in just for the summer were so fucking funny i was like who told you this like how do you know this like someone what's that like someone cooked here like, yeah, younger yeah. like yeah yeah that and also like she has like crazy viral accounts so i feel like she just yeah. like she's online like she's a part yeah. of that community it, it yeah. just comes off in like such a in such a great way and um she's like genuinely funny too um, yeah like mm-hmm. probably one of the last great true rom-com writers yes. that we have and speaking <sighs> of my pick is my first pick is ready or not by Cara Bastone, which also one of the best rom-coms that I have read in a very long time like equal parts funny equal parts romantic equal parts just like introspective like it was funny it was so funny like a laugh Um, out loud bro i was like dying like oh my god no you're good Um, i'm just like like i said at the beginning of this like all of us have the same books on our list so like we're all just just like like, "Ah!" yes (laughs) um i so this book follows a girl named eve in the book opens up with her like in the doctor's office finding out that she's pregnant from a one night stand um she's and like it follows about it. She's so ridiculous. yeah <laughs> it follows her life um over the course of the pregnancy as she has to navigate like what parenting will look like with her baby daddy how parenting is going to affect the relationship with um her friends and family while she's also simultaneously falling for her best friend's older brother and everything in this book i thought was just done so well and like layered so well like everything came back around to the pregnancy at the end of the day and it was funny and it was amazing if you can do this on audio holy shit like you will be in for like such a great time ting like the and this narrator this is her only credit on audible like i don't know if this is her first audiobook but like it's her only credit to her name right now holy shit like no, it, t- I was describing her as like a more expressive version of Brittany Presley. So if you like Brittany Presley, I think mm-hmm. you'll really like her, her name's like Alex Fink, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, look how cute she is. Finky. She's so cute, but she was phenomenal. And I think she did such a good job because there are so many jokes in this book. And I think if it was any other narrator, the audio could have fell really flat. But she infused mm-hmm. so much humor. And like just thinking about some of the shit that Eve says is so fucking funny. <laughs> um and care about like i would love to like talk to her like she's just she's so funny and like some of the things that like she thought about i thought were was really great um and she holds a lot of space i think for like multiple conversations surrounding pregnancy yes Um, i was so impressed yeah it's because it's not i think sometimes accidental pregnancy books i don't know they can only focus on like one side of pregnancy which is not a bad thing but to have an accidental pregnancy book that focuses on like so many different sides and so many different points of views i thought was highly impressive um yeah. why did it make why did it kind of make both brandy and i maybe want to have a baby like, <laughs> i literally texted our group chat and i said why is this book making me want to have a baby and kayla said no well, same i ladies, said the same thing it's work like, <laughs> i told daniel i was like why is this making me rethink my like entire future he's like you need to get right now <laughs> take a break go get a drink of water that's so funny oh my gosh i'm not from new york so like i can't speak to this but like i know Cara Basson herself lives in brooklyn and i feel like this was like one of the most authentic new york portrayals like i've ever seen like it wasn't like oh new york da, da, da. like they stayed in their neighborhood like they i don't know it was just so it was good excellent pick kendra would have been on my list if we could have duplicates um yeah thank you for recommending that 
Um, my next one is one that doesn't come out for a while, so you got some time to add it to your TBR, but it's Business Casual by BK Borison. Yeah. It's her best book objectively. Like it's so good. It, it Kendra, fuck off. <laughs> no, I'm just listening. <laughs> so good. Okay. It was so good. It was like it was like the perfect balance for me for like funny and swoony and hot. Yes. This is a Berkeley book. Are you kidding me? Like it is. They're so hot. And it follows Charlie and Nova, who you've been getting little sprinkles of in the previous books that like Charlie's just kind of like this big goof. And Nova is like a very like black cat type of character, just like kind of very not like grumpy, but just very like Mm -hmm. put together, you know, and you know charlie has like this big old crush on nova who's like this like hot tattoo artist she's got like a bunch of tattoos herself and the book is just i think so well paced and i think the conversations around self-worth in it are really beautiful and like different kinds of like self-worth because like whatever i won't go into too many details because it's like so far from release but like please make sure you add it to your tbr Mm -hmm. i swooned i cried a little bit I giggled a lot. It's uh, Charlie. Is yeah, such it's really good. My man. I, I this. I mean, for me, this is obviously, like you said, her best book. But this was also the first BK Borson book that I read. Now, this is not to say that I didn't think this about some characters from her other series or from her other books. But this is the first book I read by her where I was like, both of these people, both of them, are so, so hot. I want to be with both of them. Like both. Mm-hmm. They're gay. Yeah. <laughs> dude i have a thing for tattooed women it's uh well her like, that, i mean that one tattoo that's really hot like she's got a tattoo between her titties you guys you learn this oh like early, rihanna so it's not a spoiler she's got this big rose down this like on her sternum yeah like like the center like the placement's like rihanna's tattoo i don't know what rihanna's tattoo looks like oh my god it's iconic, Brandy. It's like inspired like a whole generation of women to get tattoos in that exact same place. My friend so in high school has a titty chandelier, like the top of the that, chandelier is that's like her titties, and kind then of the what bottom like of the is. Oh, okay, the bottom of it is oh, like yeah. under her breasts on her rib cage. Like so many girls after Rihanna got this, got like that exact same just placement for all their tattoos. Oh, she's so hot. Mm. Yeah, Nova and Charlie, so hot, so funny. Highly recommend business casual. Yeah. Okay, my next one is now I haven't read this author's newest release yet, although it is sitting on my Kindle and I will read it probably either this month or next month. Um, but Jessica Joyce, I love her. Um, she came out with You with a View last year, and I read that as an arc, loved it. And then she came out with a novella around the holidays called A Risk Worth Taking. It's literally only 74 pages. It's not on Kindle Unlimited, but it's only 99 cents, and you should definitely read it because, like I said, it's only 74 pages, but she manages to get me to care so deeply about both of these people within that really short amount of time. I think that that is just... That's impressive. Like a, That's, yeah, very impressive. And it's just one of those... It's also very hot. Like, it's, again, only 74 pages, but the tension and the chemistry between both of these two people is so... Mm, it's so good he's Kenra you would love him he's definitely he's like a Jack from Love Theoretically type and he just wants to take care of her he's very much like let me take care of you like it's just it's so good and then I again I haven't read The X-Files which comes out I think early summer 
Um, but I am so excited. I just know, like, I'm like foaming at the mouth for it. I just know it's going to be good. Um, and several of like my mutuals have already read it and have been raving about it. So I'm just like so excited. I think she's kind of solidified to be an auto buy author for me at this point. Um, I think she's just also like really funny too. Um, Brandy, this needs to be the year that you read one of her uh, books at least. What? Yeah, Not maybe. even one? Oh, well. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> I will. All right. I'm going to – let's go, Kendra. What's your, what's your next one? <laughs> sorry. Oh, my God. No, oh. I'm next. Oh, wait. Oh. You just no, went. Kendra's next. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Because I never shut the fuck up when you guys were talking. So I'm like, oh, it's still my turn. Um, Since we all sort of did, like, talked about early releases, I will talk about uh, Love Unwritten by Lauren Asher, which I got to beta read earlier this year. It was my first read of the year, but, like, I don't talk about that, like, on Instagram because, like – I don't want to have an open conversation about it, but this is a controlled conversation that I can have about it. Yeah. That book is my new favorite Lauren Asher book. Holy shit. I messaged her and I was like, were you on drugs? Like <laughs> it was so fucking good. Um, and just so beautiful. And I said this when we interviewed her, but she is like very, um, I feel like her thesis could be like, everyone deserves a love story and seeing like Rafa and Ellie's love story play out. It's, single dad nanny romance and i think what she does with like the nanny trope is like so inventive and like just amazing and like she's really good at making a trope her own instead of just like writing to the rules of the trope and i think everyone should order it pre-order it it was fucking fantastic i have not stopped thinking about them at all and like i can't wait to like scream about it when i can because it was just so good and i cried so i there you go can't wait I'm very excited like yeah. obviously Kendra hasn't told us anything about the content mm-hmm. but while she was reading it she was like holy fuck holy fuck holy fuck it's so mm-hmm. good so Kayla and I know like nothing really but like you I'm so so pumped based off your reaction I, I will say at one point Kendra was like just consistently talking our in my ear off about it that I had to be like Kendra you have to shut up bro because it's so I can't hard right book. now I can't we can't read at this point it was January so I was like we're not going to be able yeah. to read this book for like four or five more months I really need I you to shut your mouth like, <laughs> respectively oh. with peace and love I love you but shut up I know Thank you. but and like the cover just got the cover just got revealed and it's fucking She's like it's her first so pink cover smart. it's stunning like it's just it's just so good um and that will definitely be a book where I'm like I will defend like it yeah that's like my again my favorite book that she's ever written um and i'm just so happy like yeah. it just warmed my warmed my heart so much yeah they're so cute guys oh my god all right so my last one is maybe for a very specific audience <laughs> <laughs> and it's the legacy of god series by rena kent i oh. started this series at the end of last year and i finished it at the beginning of this year for like all the books that are out for right now and I'm going to give you two disclaimers. I recommend this if, one, you are an audiobook person, and two, if you are okay with very, very, very taboo dark romance. Um, CNC is a big, or like not even CNC, Dubcon is a big thing in all of these books. So please make sure you check your content warnings if you decide to read the series. But you guys, I cannot stop thinking about them. It's a second gen series. I have not read any of her other books. I did not read the first gen. I don't think you need to. But it's um, two like rival colleges um, and all of these 
characters aside from one character are all like there's only one that's a freshman the rest of them are not freshmen so it's like two colleges on this like island off of england and one's like a predominantly american school and that's the second gen from like the american mafia series that she wrote and then the other one is um like primarily british students and almost all of the relationships are like crossing those two schools like so like a lot of rivalry stuff happening um big dubcon vibes but like i said i just like can't stop thinking about them i thought the audiobooks were so well done um i did not rate any of these books higher than 4.25 stars so please keep that in mind (laughs) but did i have fun boy oh boy i did like i was thoroughly entertained my favorite is god of ruin which is a very unpopular opinion but yeah i had fun it's it's wild like i can't even really give you a synopsis they're just doing insane shit and there's like but a lot so of many people so many people love them so like yeah like company she, she has a huge following yeah mm-hmm. um and yeah a lot of our mutuals have read and liked them but yeah they're just like lauren asher big fan was messaging me throughout <laughs> bro jv and read the mm one and loved it that so. one is definitely the most popular one and i really liked it i honestly think if i if I would have had the break that all of the people who are reading this series in real time had, um, I probably, that probably would have been my favorite. But by the time I got there, that was like, I read the, all of those books over the span of like two weeks. So like five Rena Kent books over two weeks. It was like the fifth one. And that was the first one. She has like a mold for these books. I don't know about any of her other work. Cause like I said, I haven't read any of it, but like there was definitely a mold with all of these books, especially the first three. I was like, God damn it like you're just like control pasting and replacing the names um for some stuff (laughs) but i thought the mm one the last one got a fury is very different than the rest which i really liked but it also makes me question does she think women are stupid (laughs) because this was the first book where i feel like both characters were like fully fleshed out independent like really established characters was in god of fury and neither of the main characters was a woman which that's why i'm like but i think in my favorite god of ruin like she's the most competent woman in the series so okay just like a lot of damsel in distress vibes um for the first three books but i had a lot of fun can i say one really quick honorable mention and not talk about it yes okay the book I was debating saying besides God uh, or the Legacy of God series was A Fate Inked in Blood by Daniel L. Jensen, which is her newest fantasy release, which was so freaking good. You guys listen to it on audio. Nina Indis is the narrator and it's like a Norse mythology retelling. So good. Slay. I will be reading that one. Slay. My next one also comes with some caveats. I <laughs> I would say Funny Story by Emily Henry, but I know everybody's going to read that anyway, so I'm not going to say that. Mine is When the Moon Hatched by Sarah A. Parker. I didn't rate this book five stars either. And I only recommend this if you are a seasoned fantasy reader. And I guess that's really my only caveat. Okay. <laughs> but also know that I... That the world, while it is really interesting, it also can be really complicated. Because this is one of those books that has a glossary a dictionary a list of characters at the beginning of the book like not even at the back like after you've read it's like get ready to reference this a bunch get ready yeah Yeah. so like it's 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 a lot i will say 
but this story follows um oh my god i already forgot her name (laughs) that's crazy um but she's an assassin and she (laughs) but she like you know it's like the classic only kills bad guys saves the kids but kills the bad you know that kind of thing yeah um but she's got this like kind of mysterious past that you know you're slowly learning as as the story goes on and she runs into this king of one of the different regions in the story and they kind of embark on this journey together the romance was really good the tension and the chemistry between these two characters was great i really um especially enjoyed and this makes me sound like i hate women but i really especially like the guy <laughs> i like the girl but the guy i thought was fantastic the world was also really interesting like there's it focuses heavily on dragons in these three different regions. And when the dragons die, they actually become moons in the sky. They like curl up and become little like moons. Like it's really interesting. Yeah. Very cute. Um, I was reading this with my friend destiny. We kind of had an impromptu like, uh, buddy reading session together. And so we were kind of exchanging comments back and forth. We were very confused in this book at many, many points, but, it was also really fun. So, like, I don't know. It It's just one of those books where I'm, I was confused on how to even read, read it. But I would recommend it if you are a fantasy girl, if you enjoy intricate plot points and intricate worlds and just romantic in general. I would recommend it. But just know it's a lot. Just know it's a lot. Okay. Yeah. And and it's not a standalone. Know that it's not a standalone. It is a series. And I don't know when the second is coming out. So be prepared. Bring us home, Kendra. <laughs> My last pick is the Infernal Devices trilogy by Miss <sighs> Here we Cassand- go. No, I'm just <laughs> by Miss Cassandra Clare. I read this series at the end of last year because the first book was on my friend's TBR and it was recommended by our friend Taz and Taz had made a a TikTok about it, like how to read the series. And in her caption, she said, Shadowhunters is like just discovering that show on Netflix that has eight seasons and you just get like sucked in. And that is exactly like, that is exactly what happened to me. Infernal Devices is like technically a prequel series that spun off of the Mortal Instruments, which is like the most popular. And like, that's the one that has like the TV show and the movie and whatever. But you can start with the Infernal Devices because it's the earliest um, story within the universe and then work your way through the timeline that way, which is what I'm doing. But this series, I did it all on audio, was just so much fun and like so captivating. And like for a fantasy series that was like a prequel very easy to understand like um the magic system and like what who's all involved i thought was very digestible i think it's because i don't even know how to like describe this because i'm not like that again i'm still a new fantasy girl but the fact that like the bible is essentially just like mythology in this and it's like angels demons warlocks um um werewolves it's like every mythical creature but like still surrounding like the bible but like turning everything that happened into the bible into like mythology i I don't know but because it's not religious at all it's just like i don't know how to describe that better um but it's the lore yeah the lore around it um and in front of devices hands down has my favorite love triangle i've ever read i thought tessa gray as a main character is just amazing what like what a girl truly um and the men in her life are equally amazing and 
the narrators for this series are really good. The first book probably has the weakest narrator. She's not bad. She's just not great. But the second book is narrated, partly narrated by Ed Westwick, who played Chuck Bass. Oh, my God. He does so good. And then the last book is narrated by, I think his name's like Daniel Sharman or something, but he was on Teen Wolf. And he's my favorite out of the bunch. And he's so... His Welsh accent. So good. Um, But I think if you just want like a good fun like easy to understand and get sucked into fantasy like that would be it and like after like talking about like the universe with some people and like I just never realized how huge Cassandra Clare was and like honestly for good reason and like if I look at when these books first came out in like 2007 is when she started Mortal Instruments she has like children in the young adult fantasy like realm like like I I feel like she definitely like people definitely take like inspiration and like notes from her um and she's like best friends with holly black so i'm like oh my god those two bitches just like fucking cackling over the shit that they do like oh my gosh um but yeah i i would highly recommend that series and then you guys can all just get sucked in with me um i just did the last hour trilogy which was also really good and yeah and my honorable mention would go to sinner's isle by angela montoya which is um a latinx fantasy with witches and pirate hunters and pirates and it was like so good it's also a standalone fantasy which if you want something quick and easy um i gave it like 4.25 stars it was so much fun like i loved it i just know kayla's just like vibrating with the anger that you didn't read any of her fantasy books from last year but now you're a full-on fantasy girly well uh, let's see i've read i read belladonna last year i read the big S&P title last year. Um, I just read Serpent in the Wings of Night, like every book that's out in that series. Um, yeah. So I know. But you're like a full-on fantasy girl now. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. Um, but like I said earlier, like I think I pref- I think I prefer YA fantasy over adult fantasy. Like I don't I don't need to see the characters fuck in a fantasy, you know? Fair. Like I love the romance of it all, but like Again, the world is ending. Like, I don't need to see y'all, like, full, like, and even in Shadowhunters, like, you do get, like, sex scenes, but it's YA, so it's just, like, oh, like, that's so, like, they that's sweet, and then you move on to, like, the next thing, and, like, I don't know, I like the focus on, like, the romance of it, like, without relying on sex. Yeah. I feel you. I read the Infernal Devices trilogy because of Kendra, and then she said, call me when you finished the last book, and I called her, and I was trying to have a conversation with her, but I was like... <laughs> And then when when this happened, <laughs> it was rough. Dude. And I'm just like, bro, I know, like, da, 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 da. And it was like cackling. Because I, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, finally, like, I can talk about this with someone. And like, um, our friend Allie at Literary Delight just read it, and like, also really, really loved it. And then, um, Mary Rose is just started the first book and is really loving it as well. So like, the Renaissance is happening, you guys. It's happening, and. It's just a good universe. Like, it, they're popular for a reason. Like, are they going to be the best books you've ever read in your entire life? No. But are you going to have fun? Are you going to love the characters? Are yes. you going to be a little devastated? Absolutely. So. Is it going to make your tummy hurt the entire time that you're reading the trilogy? Yes. Yeah, but it's worth it. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was, like, showing Brandy, like, fan art. I was, like, oh. Like, look she kept sending me stuff. I was, like, stop it. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Soon Uh, Kayla Ann will be able to join in and we can all have fun. Just sitting here. (laughs) Listening. What's that that Beyonce? Why do you deny yourself 
heaven. You could have been done with the trilogy already. That's crazy. Okay. That was so fun. That was a lot of fun. Oh, my goodness. I missed you guys. I know. Me too. Same. As if, like, we don't just talk, like, Yeah, we still talk every, <laughs> every single day. Um, but, like, yeah. we talked about this when we started the podcast. Like, it's such a great excuse to, like, see each other's faces and, like, sit down, like, on our uninterrupted time just, like, mm-hmm. together. So, yeah. it is really, really nice. Um, we will be seeing each other in person, all of us. So far, twice this year. It might be more. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to Sweetgrass. So if you guys are at Sweetgrass, we all three of us will be at Sweetgrass. And then we're all going to StimuliteCon, which mm-hmm. we're so excited about. Um, so yeah. if you're also going to be there, come say hi. I mean, we have a ways off. We'll definitely remind you guys. Yeah. But I'm excited. Yeah, me too. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.